0: Yarhar, har, yar har me mateys, welcome to the only boat in the sea that is not a boat, but instead a poor man's nerdy radio show gone awry, ha <laughs> ha! Get ready to shiver your timbers and jiggle your nuggets for another exciting episode of Silver Lining Cinema! I think I went super heavy-handed on the pirate theme. I try to be—I try to be a subtle host, but I believe that subtlety is not within my immediate capabilities. Welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of Silver Lining Cinema. I am your deliciously charming host, Hofran Mendez. That's right, like a hot Snickers on a summer day, just melting on a on a two delicious scoops of ice cream. Pralines and cream, cause I like lines and cream. So today, uh, today we're gonna talk about geek news, man. There's so much stuff to cover. So many things have happened. Uh, we're gonna talk about roof piece. Eventually, this is good. We're gonna talk about roof piece. We're I'm gonna we're gonna talk about something that was supposed to be out on last week's episode, but uh due to time constraints and because I get, I get carried away in my own goddamn conversation so much, uh, we're going to review Morbius. We're going to do a silver lining review of Morbius, because I don't know if you guys know, but critically, people, critics didn't like Morbius so much. Audiences said otherwise. So yours truly, that went on a journalistic adventure to figure out why everybody was shitting on Morbius so goddamn much. So we're going to talk about that, and, uh... And yeah, I think today's gonna to be a pretty chill day. Like, I'm super excited about talking about Morbius. I'm super excited about Roof Piece. Uh, you guys don't know about Roof Piece. You're not. You're not ready for Roof Piece. I just love saying the word Roof Piece. It's a it's a One Piece reference, by the way, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. I always I've always been weirdly fascinated with this ASMR whole thing, where you could just get really close up to a to a microphone and just start going. Hey there. We're just gonna we're just gonna talk about just talk about nerdy things, man. You know, I saw I saw this new show. It's called uh, Your Boy Ko It's about this uh, Chinese war general that goes back goes back into the future. I I know I said it wrong, but I'm just gonna stick with doing it. Goes into the future and uh, helps this young woman be a pop singer. And it's adorable. And it's the theme song slaps. It's a chicky chicky bang bang. That's what it's called. So check it out, you boy me. I'm going to stop. I'm pretty sure like 90% of you have immediately turned this off and regretted putting this on. But you know what? I'm going to get you back with my charm and my, my ice cream deliciousness. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to part one of this episode, The Mobius Review. I, I, I was going to do a bat noise, but then I forgot what... I forgot that bats make k k noises like cats, so... Morbius! <sighs> One of the mission statements that we set out here to do in Silver Lining Cinema is to look at films that weren't necessarily, let's say, beloved by the general audience or have gotten maybe critically, uh, let's say, not-so-fair reviews. And see what's again. That's the whole the topic here. Let's look at the silver lining. Let's see what elements of this. Uh, let's see what elements in these films I either enjoyed. As I mentioned in the very first episode, maybe we can take and readapt. Or it's not about the movie. It's not about what's bad in a movie. It's about like let's say what worked, and let's look at what maybe didn't work, and how could we make it work. That's is more for the all you writers and idea generators. It's good to see what what doesn't work. And look at it from a different perspective and a different lens. So in this case, the film we're going to be... Our very first silver lining review is going to be Morbius, uh, starring Jared Leto. Uh, This is a film that I was particularly not excited about. Uh, I've... I don't know. I don't know the character that much. I it's so far disconnected from what Marvel's doing right now, even within Sony's own Spider-Verse or whatever they want to do that. I honestly had no, I had absolutely no expectations for this film whatsoever, but in the fairness of wanting to promote the ideas that this show wants to put out there, I thought it would be responsible to sit down, watch it, formulate my own opinion and try the silver lining exercise. So, I actually saw the movie a couple hours ago, as I'm recording this, and man, I have to say, I don't know if it was that critics were downplaying this movie a lot, or they were simply just not content with the film, or or had a very specific expectation for it, but all in all, uh, it's a solid flick. I didn't hate it, I didn't, I didn't love it either, but I think going in with tempered expectations made the experience, I don't know, all the more enjoyable. Uh, there's a there's actually a lot of things that I liked. Um, one thing I thought was very interesting was that when I first saw the, when I first walked into the theater, I knew I was going to watch this purely out of the, purely for the sake of this show. I was going to look at it, review it, uh, find those little silver, so I already came in with a bit of an analytical disposition, let's put it that way, and, uh, I thought that was going to affect the, my experience, oh god, I just fell off my chair, two seconds I fell off my chair, okay, there we go, we're back, all right, we're back, all right, right, we're back, back up straight, there we go, okay, um, I went in with this analytical point of view, and I, I tend to not want to do that while watching a movie the first time around, because it's, I don't want to watch it, like a lab experiment. I want to find out if I actually enjoy the experience, if it was captivating and man, I got to say that if you remove the the remove the, the the Marvel umbilical cord, it's a solid flick. Like it's actually pretty good. It's not as terrible as people are making it out to be, and I think that's the the one of one of the first things we can point out about a silver lining this movie. It's as a script, it's a solid script. It it lulls at certain parts of the film. It definitely does, but it's not in any way, shape, or form a terribly written, mal, uh, malintended. Uh, that's a word I just made up. I make up a lot of words. Um, it's not a bad script. Three act structure, solid. Uh, I, man, I I, I kind of enjoyed it. Let's, let's, I I wrote a list. Let's go down the list. So, first of all, opening credits were dope as hell. Um, They're, they're using every time. The thing is, my, my exposure to the character is, is, I only know him from the Spider-Man animated series back in the 90s. Uh, where he was this light blue, he was he was very blah blah blah. Like I am the Michael Morbius, I am Dracula, I am I am vampire, also blood doctor. Blah blah blah. Like that's that's all I knew about Michael Morbius. So going into this, that is the only point of reference that I had, which was kind of dope because the opening credits has this it's more like a synth wave type of, uh, aesthetic. These pinks, blues, pinks, light blues, and purples. It's, it was actually pretty dope, like, just from the get-go. And that's what I was, that's what I was trying to say earlier before I fell out of my chair. Um, I went in as a, as a critic, but within the first couple of minutes, I was kind of entrapped and captivated by where the story was going. It's very, the pacing in the beginning is, one could say that it's a, bit brisk and it's pretty fast but at least for me um i i wanted to just go in watch the movie and get out so the movie starts at a pretty quick pace and i honestly can say i give it props for that it's it doesn't uh it doesn't hold your hand in a couple of, in and at the beginning after a while yes because be, because this is a superhero film it needs boatloads of exposition but we're not going to focus on that now like oh all, all in all the opening of the movie was entertaining and fascinating enough to where I was captivated and I kind of detached from that reviewer's point of view and was able to sit down and enjoy the movie um the characters were actually pretty good i enjoy i i think jared leto is pretentious as shit like i am not a fan of his uh as of late but this movie he was actually pretty good like i i really enjoyed uh, his performance i loved his relationship with his brother or his uh, his best friend slash adopted brothers or whatever the hell they are like matt smith's character milo uh that actually was one of the things that, that got me the most or that kept me enthralled in the beginning is that they they have a very very down-to-earth and fun but also tragic uh relationship growing up because they're both they both have the same uh the same blood uh blood condition and seeing them kind of how they handle it based whether it's their humor whether it's the approach the perspective it was actually really nice to see them together and uh, yeah, Jared Leto's uh, Michael Morbius is actually pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed him to the degree that if they—I don't know through what Sony Marvel divorced child or divorced parents uh, fucking arrangement—they're going to be able to do with this. But if this is the version of Michael Morbius we'll get, in th- we'll get for the MCU or the whatever shared universe we're getting. Man, I don't mind it. I think it's actually pretty cool. There's a there's a lot of really there's a lot of interesting things about the character that I actually enjoyed, and it's pretty dope. I I, I think it was it was pretty good. Matt Smith, man, get to, Matt Smith needs some fucking bread and lettuces. He's making a ham sandwich out of this this role. It was great. It's hammy. It's over the top. When it needs to be emotional and down to earth, it was actually really good. I was like, oh shit, I forgot Matt Smith can act the shit out of things. He was great in a uh, oh my god, uh, the Soho film, uh, Last Night in Soho with Edgar Wright, go see that shit, It's really good, uh, but yeah, Matt Smith was great in this, um, who else is in this friggin' movie now, it's, but overall, yeah, the cast, the, the main cast was great, uh, Jared Leto and Matt Smith stood out more than, more than the rest, but... Overall it was it was it was very well cast. Uh, Adria Arjona as Martin Bancroft. I she wasn't as much in the film as I expected her to be, but she was gr- she was pretty good the, the 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 moments that she was in. So, yeah, I give it those the characters were really interesting and if anything, I, I I could say that it I find it's a little it's a bit of a shame that we don't spend more time with them, or at least that's my hot take on it. So yeah, I could say that the characters were were fun, they were enjoyable, they were they their motivations were very clear enough that whatever nonsense and shenanigans happen in the movie, I'm like yeah, I get it, you know I I, I get where that why this is going, uh I, I get why this is happening and where this is going, um what else did i enjoy uh i i like this no bullshit idea the movie goes through where and it again it goes back to the pacing but there's no bullshit on what michael morbius is once he starts morbiusing it up like he's a blood doctor and people are losing blood it's like there's no like could it be no no he's a fucking vampire like it's they go straight to the point no he's a vampire, no questions asked. He was like, look man, there's some chupacabra ass motherfucker going around, and there's a blood doctor that just went to, to to the fucking into the middle of the ocean to conduct some spoopy bat experiments. Yeah, of course it's him. Like I like that it was very direct into what is happening. And could it could it take did it take itself too seriously sometimes? Yes. But I necessarily don't mind that. Like, I, I liked the... I actually liked it. I enjoyed how kind of, to the grain, it's like, well, I'm a vampire. I like blood. I have the the super speed that turned into, like, smoke farts. It's great. Like, I have powers, and I need... I need oh, by the way, the, I love that... So he, the, Michael Morbitz's whole thing is that he made artificial blood... Uh, to help with like blood diseases but it can't cure his own so he's just chugging down on artificial blood at first before he starts drinking the red stuff i love it i look at this weird wine analogy but i love that the whole thing is that he's drinking vegan blood or like fucking <laughs> impossible blood beyond blood and it it barely works like of course it barely works it's fucking beyond it can't it's not real blood it's beyond blood but yeah, I like how down to earth, like not down to earth is the wrong term. I like how straight to the point his transformation and his whole situation was and it didn't spend like half an hour or an hour just going, "Oh, what a, what spooky mysterious things." Like, "No, it's, it's it's to the point. He's Michael Morbius. This is what he can do. Boom. Yeah, we're set." Um at going uh, speaking of his uh, his powers and what he can do, the so I actually something that I read that actually was a motivator as to why I wanted to go see the movie was that the special effects team came out and said that the uh, the particle effects and the the, the the rendering that they did for how his powers manifest, the echolocation, his uh, the shadowy form that he's, all, he's constantly putting out smoke off his body whenever he uses his powers. Um, the VFX team was apparently inspired by how Pokemon uh, use their attacks and their powers in the games, like Shadow Ball or Fire Fist or stuff like that, or Thunder. And I honestly, I see it. It's it's one of those it's one of those things where I personally will. And this is good, ugh, this is my elitist animation side coming out. It would look better animated, like, if it was, a, like, a full 3D animation, but honestly, I actually really enjoy whenever he uses his super speed or he uses super strength, he's, like, smoke comes out of him. The slow-mo shots were a little too much, but the, there were a couple of times where I love where the slow-mo stopped, because it looked straight up like a poster or, like, a, a, a like one of those every frame of painting frames. Um... Uh, I love the little detail with it. So he has echolocation, like he can sense sounds and stuff, because he has bat DNA. Um, his the inner lining of his ears kind of tingles and vibrates the way that a bat, or and, and it's shaped like the way the inside of a bat, of an actual bat's ear. The D- dope, hella dope. Like that little little details like that. Um, uh, yeah, like so overall the power displayed. There's there's a bit of criticism on that some of the fights, especially when uh, something happens. No spoilers. That uh, he's crazy using his powers. You can barely see it, but it's like, yeah, that was the one annoying part. But all in all, I actually really liked how it looked on screen. Speaking of superpowers, I'm, okay, I'm sorry, but this this is the one part that I, I I this has been on my mind the ever since I walked out of the theater. Um, so he can talk to bats. Like he can talk to bats, and they're so. Look, man, he, he does a Kamehameha, but a Kamehameha wave a la Dragon Ball, but a Hadouken, but it's made of bats. It's like a ba- batmehameha. Meha. He does a batmehameha. Meha. I hit the microphone, sorry. He does a batmehameha, meha, and it is the, it is single-handedly the greatest, most ridiculous, and the stupidest thing I have ever seen, and I want to see it more. Like, he, he has the power of bats not even the he can't control he has the power of bat and that was the my all time MVP part of the movie um so yeah display was great uh there's there's a little detail that my uh, shout out to my friend uh Rodolfo who told me this as we were discussing like notes for what I'm gonna talk about right now for what I'm talking about right now uh there are little, there are two little details about the movie that I completely missed out on, and I thank him for for bringing them to my attention. Uh, the first one is that Milo's original name is Lucian when he comes into into play, and Lucian means light, which is the enemy of vampires. Hoo hoo hoo! Foreshadowing. We already know from the trailers that Matt Smith's the villain. I'm not going to tell you how he becomes the villain, but he, he is. But that's a little bit a little detail that I enjoyed. Um. The something also he noted that the so I, I made a note uh, that if so, if Michael Morbius were a female character, I can assure you that a bunch of whiny babies are going to would, would have complained on the Internet about him being a Mary Sue. Cause he does everything perfect. They're the male equivalent I've heard is supposedly a Gary Stu. I hate both terms. I, it's a fictional character. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. But my point is that Morbius as a character, he's one of those characters that is good at everything. Like he's a master geneticist. He when he gets his powers, he's super strong. Like he's everything about him is nigh perfect. He doesn't have the, the. He doesn't get the he doesn't get the the skin burning. He doesn't have to wear SPF 500 whenever he goes out into the sun. That's the coolest part about his powers. But I think the element that counterbalances that is his thirst, that he needs to consume blood. Like once once the vegan blood stops working, like that's the moment where you start going, oh crap! Like yes, he's a he's a technically a heroic character, and he's doing this for for everything he does is for more noble reasons and noble purposes, but that hunger is the one element that kind of threatens his humanity and constantly is going to get in his way. So that is a counterbalance that I think what's what makes the, what makes at least for me in this movie, the character interesting is that, yeah, he's good at all these things, but there's this one thing that fucks him up so bad that it has the potential to, it has the potential to ruin everything the character is doing. So that I think is a decent offset to keep the character like somewhat interesting um and yeah and this oh, I, I wrote this note yeah, so super cool like the even even with that balancing element of the of his uh, his blood his blood urges and his blood needs bloody needs um the the hung, like his hunger is is a pretty dope symbolism on that the character, you know, for those who don't know, or don't, uh, is that his, the character has been, has a, a, a terrible blood disease most of his life. He's a, he's a brilliant geneticist, but he's, he's been sick most of his entire life. So this, this newfound power comes at the cost of the hunger that he, that he, that he has for that blood. It's almost like a symbol for that, that longing thirst he's had, but not for blood, but for life. Like so much that he missed out on and it manifests as as that, as uh, as as a, as a like blood quenching, no pun intended, thirst for for consumption, and I, that, that, overall, like it's a, it's pretty dope. So those are things that I feel that worked really well. Um, what could the movie have done better? Well, I'm not one to judge, but I mentioned in the very first episode of uh, Silver Lining Cinema that something I've enjoyed about the the Marvel Studios films is how they do a little bit of genre mixing, where each movie is not just a superhero movie, but it's uh, it's a political thriller, or it's a space opera, or it's a heist film, but it has the superhero adobo mixed in uh, with, with the formula. Uh, I think that kept as it is, Morbius if it were filmed a little bit more like a detective noir story or like a serial or like the, the cops following a serial killer and you go back and forth between Morbius and that would have been a, a really neat way of doing it the just giving it like a different genre like tonal tonal feel or a different genre vibe to it uh i would have liked to have spent more time with the characters because they were really interesting uh even if even the parts that were the characters were camp but yeah all, all in all I, I thought it was a i, I thought the characters were, were i thought the characters were interesting enough to want to spend more time with them but the movie's short as hell it's an hour and a half so or more or less an hour and a half i can't remember right now like let's look at the look at the time it's a hundred it's a hundred minutes that's like an hour and some change an hour wait i know my math I'm not going to do math right now. It's too late. Anyway, uh, the point is that, oh, the score. That's another thing I I want to talk about, like the score. the, The music was actually good. You'd think that the, you'd think that the movie would have kind of this, like, I don't know what sound you would attribute to this kind of character, but I personally, they used a little bit of like synth dirge, like this like organ. They use all these different instruments that tell me, the just scream vampire. So that's awesome, and I I actually thoroughly enjoyed uh, thoroughly enjoyed the music. So, yeah, all in all, that's the only thing I can say about it. I was like maybe it's a different jump, maybe a different tone. The pacing could have been could have been a little bit different, but all in all, it's not as bad as. I have heard, or if people said, and I think that is unfortunately a byproduct or a consequence of the oversaturation of of comic book movies right now. And this is coming from someone who genuinely loves comic book movies. Uh, but this is going to happen. This this was a this would have been an amazing movie, circa mid 2000s, like during the Elektra, Daredevil, Fantastic Four kind of days. This movie is the, by leagues better than those, than the aforementioned films, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it had to come out after everything that's come out over the last decade, but it's, again, it's not a, it's not a bad flick, it's solid, um, I'd watch it again if I, if I had the chance, and if it pops up on TV or, or YouTube clips, yeah, I'll look at them for, like, reference and some cool ideas, but yeah, um, that's that's my review for it. Uh, who's this movie for? this is going to be the first segment, the first in many, uh, the first segment of many episodes moving forward. Once we get some more movie reviews, where I don't want to talk. I don't have. I don't have a rating system yet. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have the, the. I don't think I have the cojones to be able to pull that off just yet. But I. What I do enjoy. Uh, breaking down is not whether the movie is good or bad, but who is this movie for? Who is going to enjoy this movie? Um, I I don't know, but I think fans, like I think certain comic book fans might enjoy it. It's if you're like Michael Morbius, if you like vampire, both the character, uh, Michael Morbius as a character, and you like certain vampire lore. This is a neat little addition to the spectrum of vampire like or horror character films out there. Uh if you like good action movies or like fun action movies, this is good. Uh if you're a dad, you're probably gonna love this movie. Like it's something that you'd watch. There's ass kicky there's ass kickery uh, expl No, there's actually not that many explosions. There's bat explosions with bat explosions. If you like bat explosions, you're gonna be able you're gonna have fun watching this movie. Um and yeah if you have i saw this on a matinee i had a fun time it was four bucks can't complain so yeah who's this for this is for vampire fans uh uh comic book like camp comic book fans if you like if you like your characters then yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have fun with this you're gonna have a grand old time so yeah morbius um don't let yourself be led by the critics uh critics are lately getting more hoity-toity uh uh, we'll, I, I heard a shit criticism the other day on another movie that we're going to discuss in the next couple of minutes, but at the end of the day, man, if you enjoy it, go see it. If you, if you don't care that much about this character, I w- I would even say you're going to enjoy it. it. Temper your expectations. It's not going to be... It's not the. You don't need to watch 27 movies just to get this one. He's a va- he's a blood doctor who turns into a vampire. Whoo, wackadoo! It's a, it's fun, it's great. You know, it's not it's not a great film, but it's it's okay. It's solid. It's not an offensive film. It's most uh, it's most brought up criticism. The most brought up criticism on it is that it doesn't do anything original. Or that it doesn't revolutionize anything. Which, let's be real, there have been a couple of movies, like both Marvel and DC, that have tried out new things. And I can give them major props for that. And this this stays in a very safe area. And you know what? Safe isn't bad. Safe is just what you know. It's uh, recognizable. And just because you know it, just because you recognize a pattern, doesn't mean that the pattern is bad. It's just you just saw the pattern. And that's it. So yeah, if you're interested, check it out, form your own opinion and uh, yeah, I give it uh, I give it 10 burritos out of I don't know 60 chalupas that's no, that's too low. I give it 10 burritos out of no I give it 15 burritos out of 30 chalupas. That's what I give it. like if you go to Taco Bell and you get that, like, order the 50 tacos, and but you mix those tacos in with chalupas and you get, th- yeah, it's about 15 burritos to 30 chalupas. So I hope that review helped. Uh, so yeah, Morbius. Check it out. It's okay. Pretty good. It's okay. It's all right. Guys, come on, we it's, show goes up in what? Six hours, We need a promo. What do you, what do you mean the sponsors haven't answered? No, no, I'm, no man, we are not. I'm tired, I, look, we settled, we settled with two and that was it. I swear to God, if you make me do another fucking goddamn magic shoes, magic shoes, come on and put on your magic shoes. It looks good on your feet. Making you feet real neat. Scrolling around your neighborhood. All around looking good. Cause you got the magic shoes. Magic shoes. <laughs> magic shoes. Look real neat. And they go on your feet. Because you got your magic. I have dogs to feed. I took it though, you memo. Kakiatsume Sagashimono Sagashini ukuno son Poketo no coin Sodeto you wanna be my friend We are we are on the cruise We are Everybody I togeto you memo Kakiatsume Sagashimono sagashini you pocket no koi so sure do you wanna be my friend we are we are on the cruise we are it's a good fucking day for one day it's a it's been a great month for one piece fans man like Oh, man, I've been wanting to talk about Roof Piece for the for, for days, and I have been talking about Roof Piece for a while. Pero it's just, look, it's a great time to be a man. It's such a fucking great time to be a One Piece fan right now. Like I'm not even playing. Like I'm not even being facetious or over exaggerating. Like it's a great time to be a One Piece fan right now. Roof Piece. C- can I talk about Roof Piece? How great Roof Piece was. You know what the best thing about roof piece is? The best thing about roof piece is that even the that is something that started out with like fans on Twitter, and fucking the official Crunchyroll dubs are using roof piece. They used roof piece in the official clip. Like that's it's so fucking crazy, man. Okay, I'm getting way ahead of myself. It came on a roof, it's okay, roof piece refers to this like thing that's going on in One Piece right now. Uh, One Piece that crazy long-ass anime about stretchy pirates and awesomeness. Um, th- there was an event that going to get culminated. I it's explaining Roof piece, which is a thousand and one, a thousand and fifteen episodes of One Piece. I, I, how, how do I get there? I can only explain in the feelings I felt in that moment, which is, man, like standing up, for, for you know, standing up for what you believe in, standing up to tyranny and like fucking assholes and like La Doñi, que te dicen que tú no puedes hacer nada, but you can, you can totally do no La Um, I can't get, I can't go into Roof piece and not have to explain the meaning of like One Piece, but then again, by the title, you automatically assume that I am going to talk hella about this topic because it's, it's, it's One Piece. Like, there's there's a sense of wonder and a sense of wonder and like adventure to the show. And uh, yeah, you can say that about any any fucking shonen show. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you can. But uh, not not One Piece, man. One Piece is like, how do you stay to this day like relevant? Not I don't want to say relevant in a mean way, but how how am I still excited over One Piece? Like, how do I? How, why is it that I jump and cry for joy? Uh, two, like a couple days ago watching. The latest episode of one piece uh episode 1015 you heard that right like how and it made me think like man it's because everything that one piece and luffy its main character and everything that like this show stands for is it's the freedom it's almost like the freedom to be good to have fun to that there's there's something that's so people like to equate luffy as a badass and he is but something that i find really badass about luffy is almost it's not his naivete because he does have yearns and wants and needs it's like man i i, I want to be a pirate just so i can have fun and sail whenever they want but but oh but the government won't won't allow you to well fuck them i'm good Gonna go around and have adventures. What's wrong with having adventures? Like, why would they want? And that's what that's what Pirate King means to Luffy. That is what reaching the end of his adventure means. It's it's almost like a lot of characters in this show want power out of this sense of governance or tyranny or hold power over others. The greatest thing about like I think my my favorite thing about Luffy is that Luffy wants power, but just for, for the sake of freedom. And not even the freedom to do whatever he wants, because whenever... I, I hate when that term comes up, like, oh, you can do whatever you want. What are you going to do, murder? It's like, no. Even if I had the power to do whatever the hell I wanted, I wouldn't use it to do bad things. I would, on the contrary, try to, like, help myself. Yeah, because I'd have, like, super cool powers, but I want to help other people, and that's kind of what Luffy does. Luffy shows up to an island, finds out when fuckery is going on, and says, I'm not keen on fuckery, and then he's. Punches, slaps, or gum gum fucks up the shit out of anyone committing fuckery. That's his also his second greatest fucking like. That's also his great his second graded a, at his his second. I am doing a vocabulary today. We are we are premiering this microphone and this setting, so we will do vocabulary as it should be. I am staring at a Google screen. I'm just going to look up luffy's fucking uh no red rock that was the anyway back to what i was saying um luffy stands for freedom in the sense of like just wanting to be be free and sail and meet people and have adventures like there's something there's something so wicked cool about like oh you want all the power in the world to do what to have fun to hang out, to spend time with my friends and have cool adventures and see cool stuff and and occasionally beat up a motherfucker or two, because they're 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 messing with others. Like Luffy's motivations can be so naively like simple sometimes, but it's that's how you know it's heartfelt. That's how you know that it's genuine, that he's that he's the real deal. I mean look at it's like he like he he fucking like sucker punched one of the strongest pirates this dude hasn't been like hasn't felt pain in years hasn't and then Luffy shows up with like a hot slappy fucking rubber fist y un este for the first time the expression on this man's face look up this clip Type in Roof Piece. If you get, in, on YouTube, you get Crunchyroll, like, watch. that. Like, obviously, you're not going to get it, because there's, like, there's, unless you, like, follow it. Because there's a lot of heart, and there's a lot of, like, emotional build-up to why this is so awesome. But good Lord, man. I think that's one of the reasons why One Piece is still so... I don't want to say pure, because that's obnoxious. But I think it's one of the, the reason why it's still so... I think, powerful to its fans and to people, because there's... A lot of people like to shit on the power of friendship, and how dare you? Like, if you shit on the power of friendship, then no one likes you. Like, you're just... You're gonna die alone, and it's gonna be terrible, but great for everybody else. But it's like, man, having... have Even if you don't want to call it friendship, it's too frutita, like... No man, like having companions, having close people around you that have your back, that like believe in everything you say, and they just know that they're that you're gonna be fine, that you're gonna, and everything's gonna be dope. Like, there's something that's beautiful about that, and One Piece kind of captures that in a very wholesome but epic way. It's a show about pirates, but they, like pirates here, are like they they epitomize freedom. And some some sometimes people use freedom to do uh, acts of violence and do terrible things, but others other times like people like Luffy and the, his the king of the pirates before him the great gold Roger man just wanted to sail around the world and like meet people and find things and do cool stuff like is there what's so goddamn wrong about that like what's so wrong about wanting to go on a cool adventure with people that you love and you genuinely care about and and man I love the fact that that feeling has has remained Powerful in people's hearts over almost 20. How long wait? I always look for this like how long has One piece been like I'm even writing this one piece has been around since 1999 That's the anime. That's the show the manga has been around since 97 Do the math. I'm not going to I'm gonna be embarrassed if I don't do the math 2022 minus 1997 how is it that we have had 25 years of this story, and at like it's, it hasn't slowed down, man. It hasn't. It still touches people's hearts in a way where it's like it reminds them about the power of companionship and standing up, you know, against people that only want to put people down. That's what. That's why I love about Luffy. Luffy doesn't. It's not that he just. It's not that he he stands up to a, any kind of authority. It's like, it's very much, he's very much a don't fuck with me, I won't fuck with you kind of vibe. And if you want to party with me, then I'll party with you. Isn't that the grooviest thing you can imagine? Like, isn't that the grooviest philosophy to have? And it's this dude with like, tejíbaro, jíbaro, este playero con la mejor pava del mundo. Like, isn't this, isn't that something to like, that's, yeah, isn't that something to strive for? Isn't that something to like want to be? Is just a cool, chill dude. Because Luffy, I, oh, I'm gonna connect the, the the. I'm gonna connect my thought. The coolest thing about Luffy is that Luffy, Luffy's greatest ability, and everyone says this in the show, is just how he has this unnatural ability to make allies out of anyone, past enemies, people with differing uh, philosophies and ideologies, people who have like. Si- with him in the past but he knows that he's gonna slap a bitch down like if if fucking throw sand pocket sand in his face talking about crocodile by the way but it's it's impressive like Luffy unites people out of his sheer like I just want to have fun and adventure and I don't want to like hey that guy's being an asshole I'm gonna punch me some assholes that's isn't that isn't that something worth 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 wanting worth striving for worth wanting to do is Punch a motherfucker. That's just like it's. It's not always about violence. It isn't. It isn't. You gotta. You gotta respect that. But man, when it it has to be, there's a clip on in One Piece where Luffy beats the like. Isn't even he doesn't even beat the shit. There's a, a there's a group of like people in One Piece. They're called the World Nobles. Think of like like. If if the 1% are annoying, like think of the 0.001% of the world. They literally wear helmets to breathe special air, because they don't want to breathe the air of the of the of the common folk. That's how full of shit they are. One of those dudes shoots one of Luffy's friends. Luffy walks up to this man with the calmest. Like there's it's it's a calm fury, just going up steps like Jason. Just he's not even running; he's just casually walking up steps, and dodges two bullets from the guy, and then gets up in the man's face, punches him so hard his helmet liquidizes, and he knocks the color the the it does goes goes back to pencil drawings. Have you ever been hit so hard that you have had? the color knocked out like you are just lines you are just a sketch in someone's notebook that is how hard this man punched this motherfucker like luffy is and not even that wasn't even a super powered punch that wasn't even like him using his rubber power he just straight up decked a man into five fucking flights of stairs like through nine fucking rows of like a concert hall just pu- up punched this man and that's that's fucking great fucking great it's one of the greatest scenes anytime luffy straight up like decks someone in one piece it's so beautiful especially now roof piece roof piece oh my god roof piece it's great man so it's it's wonderful to know that something that it's like one piece you know this is one of the reasons why i got i spoke about this with a friend of mine It made me think a lot of people like to crap on the fact that the American comic book industry is slowly kind of dying and it's becoming irrelevant more and more like and I don't want to agree with it but I'm going to because if, there's a slight truth to that why is anime and manga picking up so much and why is One Piece why is Dragon Ball Dragon Ball came out in the 70s and it's still like hyped as all hell One Piece has been around for 25 years Their their manga sales have never been better why you know why Because both the manga and the anime run in parallel, just one a little bit more ahead than the other. If I want to pick... Like, Marvel movies? Marvel movies are like nine different uh, Marvel books at once, and I don't even know which one to pick up. I'm not dissing on Marvel movies. Everyone knows here, everyone who follows me and everyone who knows me is very aware that I am an MCU ho. Like, I am a MCU groupie. I've done... I've spoken about it a lot on the show. But I will say that the... I would love to do see see things how DC does it that it they'll they'll take one of their comic books turn it into an animated movie turn it into a, a another piece of media which which would want me to go and pick up the book man if you watch Demon Slayer you want to you watch the anime you think it's dope you want to keep reading the story just pick up the manga and then you you're, you'll get both that is a sound strategy American comics don't do that I have like American comics have changed things so many goddamn times and over the, the 50, 60 years they've been around. And I don't know. It's, it's, I get why people would say that it's that it's becoming irrelevant because it's there's so much to catch up on that I don't have even time. And that's me coming as a One Piece fan. One Piece, fan has, One Piece fans have to put up with uh, 10, uh, 1047 chapters up to this present moment when this episode comes out. That is how much One Piece we have, uh, chapter-wise. That's 20 pages per chapter. And then 1,015 episodes. Fucking Roof Piece, man. Roof Piece is so good. Um, and yeah, I think it's also that One Piece is very... Man, it's... Sometimes simplicity. simplicity breeds the way for more complex ideas and... Uh, stories to tell because man this is just about a bunch of people going on an adventure around the world and they've made it and they've shown us so many characters so many lands so many conflicts so many different stories that I I joke that one piece should end soon because it's going on for way too goddamn long but I'm I can't lie and say that the day one piece ends I will probably be sobbing inconsolably because this show means so goddamn much to me and it'll be satisfying to see it kind of conclude and come to its natural conclusion but there will also be a tinge of sadness in my heart knowing that I'll never be able to relive a moment as hype as Roof Piece again but that's the cycle. That's the nature. There will always be, uh, there will always be new stories to come, new stories to tell. And who knows? One Piece is gonna probably influence all the cool stories coming, you know, coming up after this. And uh, uh, I myself am very inspired by by One Piece. So I really do hope that moving forward, um, this sh- this this story, this character, and this adorable straw hat pirate captain. Uh, goes on inspiring many more young minds around the world to pursue their dreams and create their their create their sturdy crews and uh, fill them up with as many diverse people as they can and go on and have an adventure and whatever that whatever form that adventure takes that man more power to them as long as they enjoy the journey and as Roger did. When they get to the end, have a nice hearty laugh and just remember all the good shit that happened before. Yeah, man, fucking roof piece, roof piece. And that's the show, everybody. Uh, thanks for passing by. Thanks for hearing my yarg piratey rant. And uh, you know that you know that we are always. We are always really happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for visiting the linings of the Silver Cinemas. And uh, yeah, share this with your friends. Hit, give me a like. Uh, what, what is the How does this work? I don't know how this works. It's social media. Say like, comment, and subscribe. D- hit that DM for the... I feel so old now. Uh, have a great weekend guys have a great week uh and keep finding that silver lining because uh, that's how you get fine dining see i made that rhyme take care everybody goodbye